I have a new favorite football player. His name is James Harrison, and he plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, he is an amazing defensive player. He was named the Defensive Player of the Year a few years back. He has been asked to participate in the Pro Bowl five times. He has two Super Bowl rings, and he's a walk-on player in the NFL, which means he wasn't drafted by any team. So he knows what it is to have hard work and determination and grit. Now, I admire all those things about Harrison, but the real reason that he is my new favorite player in the NFL is because of something that happened with him and his kids this summer. His kids participated in a sports league, and they received a trophy for participation in the league. And Harrison stripped the trophy away from his kids. He said he couldn't keep it. They wouldn't allow his kids to have it because he wasn't going to let them be rewarded for just participation. And I think that is awesome. I'm going to read you the tweet that he put out after this happened. Harrison wrote, I came home to find out that my boys received two trophies for nothing, just participation trophies. While I'm very proud of my boys for everything they do and will encourage them until the day that I die, these trophies will be given back until they earn a real trophy. I'm sorry for not believing that everything in life should be earned. I'm sorry for believing that everything in life should be earned, and I'm not about to raise two boys into men who will believe that they just get rewarded and are entitled for showing up. I think it's great. I'm being honest with you. I really do. And I think that we need to celebrate more people like James Harrison. I was riding on the New Jersey Turnpike a few weeks ago. There's a big sign by Bill Parcells, another Super Bowl winner. We're all proud of Bill Parcells. And what does he say? He's talking about support for a hospital. And he says, in my line of work, like in a hospital's line of work, we recognize achievement, not effort. And he's right. Even Herm Edwards, the former coach of the Jets, who's now an analyst on the NFL, he says the exact same thing. This idea of participation trophies for all these kids, it's not teaching people to be the best that they can be. And I happen to have a major problem with it. And I couldn't agree more with all of these people. Just think about this for a minute. Would we give a reward or acknowledgement to a doctor who shows up in the operating room but doesn't save a life? Or what about an accountant who can notice things in our taxes but can't fix them? Or how about an attorney who can go into the courtroom but has no persuasive manner whatsoever? There's a reason that they say anything worth doing is doing well. And I bet you if you ask the most successful people in the world, they will tell you that they didn't get recognition trophies in life. And I'm going to be frank with all of you for a minute. This idea of political correctness that everyone has to be included, sometimes it bothers me a lot. And I fear... I literally fear for our future when we keep rewarding people for only showing up in the place of excellence. I mean, think about it. We can't just come to shul. We have to come to shul, and we have to give our all. We have to dive in with our hearts and our souls. If we just came and we were rewarded for just coming, it really wouldn't serve its purpose. We have to come, and we have to pray with our heart. And I think as we prepare to blast the shofar for this new year, on this second day of Rosh Hashanah, I want you to hear the sounds as a call to each and every one of us to be excellent, to not just show up, to not just participate, but to be the very best that you can be. James Harrison, the player who serves in the defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
I can't deny any of his physical prowess or any of his accomplishments on the field, but I don't want him anywhere near my kids, and I don't want him raising them. I think he might be a decent football player, but a terrible, terrible role model for what we should be teaching our children. Perhaps you read the story this summer about James Harrison, who decided to take away his kids' trophies from them just for participation. I mean, who am I to question how another person's parents, but I think this is absurd. He says that he's not going to reward them just for participating, and it gives them the wrong model of being entitled, and I think he is absolutely wrong. He couldn't be further away from the truth. It's just nonsense. There's an article I read about this by Eric Brady in the USA Today. He put it best. He said, kids always know who the fastest kid on the playground is and who the best players on their team are. They know the difference between winning and losing and the distance between first place and last place. They don't grow up believing that they're winners because they get some tin trophy finishing fifth in the recreation league for basketball. And let's think about it. Participation trophies probably weren't thought up by kids. They were probably thought up by parents and grandparents and do a lot more for the self-esteem of them than it does for the kid who's even participating. And is this really worth a serious conversation and the tough love approach to life that we're all discussing? You know, older generations, they always find this issue to harumph about, about how it was better in yesteryear and how kids didn't get these trophies. But the truth is, it wasn't so much better and it really wasn't so different. These little trophies and these acknowledgments, they cost a few nickels, and they afford a smile from ear to ear for all of the kids who participate. And they don't make trauma, and they don't make our kids ill-prepared for the future. I know this because I spent last year going to so many universities to visit our kids from this synagogue, who are at Penn, and who are at Tulane, and who are at Michigan, and who are at Syracuse, and they all got participation trophies. So I think they're doing okay. The great theologian and philosopher Woody Allen once said, 90% of life is just showing up. Isn't that true? And why shouldn't we recognize these kids for participating and for showing up? And I have to tell you, I'm being very honest with all of you, I really fear for our future when we don't recognize kids of all levels and all the gifts they have and their ability to participate in sports and contribute to our team. I fear for our future if we can't do that. As we prepare to blast the shofar for this new year, let us hear the sounds calling us to appreciate attendance and participation. Geez, could you imagine if we all were graded on how well we did in services? So many of us would fail. We don't even know the words or the prayers. The whole essence is just to be here, to be here and to know that you're with community and that your essence and your energy and your efforts are really what matters. That's what we should be hearing when we blast the shofar. Tekiah. Shivarim. Tekiah. Tekiah. Shivarim. Tekiah. Tekiah Shivari Tekiah By now I'm sure all of you read the news from this summer about James Harrison. 
He did this very controversial thing, for those of you who haven't followed. He, uh, he took away his kids' participation trophies. And to be very honest with all of you, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. <laughs> I, uh, I understand a lot of the merits of what he's saying, and I also understand the merits of those who are against what he said. Sometimes in life, I find that I'm really convinced on a particular approach or a stance. And when I am, I lose the ability to hear other people's opinions. I lose the ability to have empathy for the other side. And I get blinded sometimes by passion and this dogmatic sense of being right. But what if there's more than one right? What if there are merits to the deal that the United States might make with Iran? What if there are values in making that deal? And what if there are real problems with that deal that harm the future of this country and the future of our allies? What about this temple that just announced recently some new initiatives of inclusivity that we'll be offering? What if we believe that this is the right path for where we are today, for bringing people into the fold and making them feel welcome? And what if we equally believe with all of our heart and with all of our soul that it's the wrong decision because it blurs and blinds too many borders and gives the wrong impressions to our kids? What if we believe that health care for this country is the best thing that we can offer because every American should be afforded the right to look after their health? And what if we believe that they might be afforded the right to look after their health, but health care isn't the avenue in which to do it? What if there is more than one right? This summer, more than usual, there have been a lot of people walking around believing that they're right that their voice and their passion and their sound is the only correct one. But I must remind you, we do not live in a world that in order for me to be right, you must be wrong. That's not the tradition that we are a part of. That's not what this book says. That's not what the compendiums of Talmud have taught us. They have taught us to respect the other, to understand the other, to be kind to the other, to appreciate the other. And the key ingredient to making all of that happen is a healthy dose of humility and empathy. To look at our neighbor and say, I lovingly and respectfully disagree with you, but I hear you and I understand you. And it doesn't matter if it's about Iran or the synagogue or healthcare or James Harrison taking away his kids' trophies. None of us own the truth. None of us have a deed to tell us right from wrong over someone else and our neighbor. We need to value our opinions. We must, but we can't ignore the opinion of our neighbor and write them off as if it doesn't matter. Because were that to happen to us, we would find it unfair and bordering on blasphemous. On this day of Rosh Hashanah, I don't ask for you to change your opinion on any topic but I ask you to hear the sound that's beckoning your humility and your empathy. Hear the call asking you to hear the other and their sounds. Hear their side. That shrill sound that summons your vulnerability, that understands your passion, but reminds us that we don't own the truth and reminds us that there is not one absolute for so many scenarios in life. That is the essence of our history the essence of our tradition, and it is, ladies and gentlemen, the richness of our future if we promise to hold fast to it.
Let's hear that sound. The ability to hear all sides. Be firm in picking one, but understanding and appreciative of the other. <laughs>